It's time to go into auto reverse. Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that are underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going auto reverse on So, what was your first exposure to Sheik? Uh, well, I've I always heard them on on the radio. I mean, again, it's like I I talked to you about on um, on the Chicago uh, podcast. Um, they, you know, they were again on the radio all the time, and um, and dance, 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 and basically they were on the radio. I heard them a lot, and then and I liked it. And then Desco just, you know, sort of faded away. So I faded away also. And then a few, like 10 years ago, I went to Nikki Siano's birthday, 60th birthday party. Nikki Siano was a DJ at Studio 54. Um, so I went to this dance party, birthday party that he had in an old uh, bumper car uh, rink in Coney Island. And there were like, I don't know, 400 people there dancing to, you know, music from that era like that sort of like disco R&B mid 70s through early 80s kind of stuff. And he played I Need Your Love. When I heard that song and I heard and it's just that chorus and the and the keyboard, you know, the piano stabs and the flirt, the, the string flourishes. And it just put me in a trance and it made me pre, like sort of it made me reappreciate chic or see them for something beyond just a band that had hits in the during the disco era and whose sound in some ways defined the disco era too so yeah. that's how that's that's how that's my sort of story with them even though it it changed it goes from the beginning to the middle and to now now us talking about it right right and you know that's the thing that really because you kind of had a fundamental almost emotional response to chic when you listened to him at first because they're just very danceable and they wrote very catchy uh songs like when i first got exposure to i went to this new school in akron uh rankin elementary i think it was fourth grade so this is like 78 and um that was a big song, and I, everyone was talking about Chic and La Freak and everything. And to kind of bond in with everyone, I went and bought out, I bought some with some lawnmower money, bought uh, some, uh, bought a forty-five of La Freak. Uh, and then I, we kept hearing some other songs from them, so I bought the album Say Chic, and just phenomenal, just love that album top to bottom because it was just a weird. It didn't like you would think like at that time someone would play like a dance song, and then they would have like three or four other songs that sound kind of similar to the hit. And it would just be kind of like a variance of it, but they, you know, like Savoir Faire and the, the instrumental always blew me away. Uh, and, and over time, kind of like how you, you, it's kind of like you come back to them and you could see the the layers, the intricacies of the songs, which they sound simple on the surface, but really, just a master class in you know, bass rhythm, bass drum, foundational rhythm, and then you know, just a very unique guitar. Uh, yeah, they had they had they had de they had depth. That's what you hear now as you get older. And that al yeah, that album uh, um, has what was the name of the album again? It's the second one. Say Say Chic. Say Chic. That album also has a song that I came to hear for the first time, sort of at least in my mind, and and then real and then make a connection between Chic and the sort of post punk 
movement in England, and that's uh, at, at Last I Am Free, which I think is on that album, right? The ballad. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that's a really like cool song, and kind of almost like gr like the gradient is different than their other songs. It's a ballad. It, it. It. I don't know. There's something like strangely thoughtful and just different different than the rest of the record and I, I heard a guy named Robert Wyatt cover it on his first solo record he was in Soft Machine so it's like oh, right. way different scene you know the Canterbury like prog, prog rock scene he covered it and sort of in the, his reinterpretation was so beautiful that it made me want to hear the original but I forgot and then I came to it again because then I found the I found the album in my collection and listen to it all the way through and that's the and that's the whole thing sometimes like you may not realize when you first hear something especially for us in the 70s like we heard the hit, we were hit oriented as kids because that's why that's well, where you got yeah. it from you know from the other kids well, it was like radio. so you had american bandstand soul train it's like yeah, you had, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. those are just singles you just get you hear yeah. singles and that's how you get introduced to bands or to their albums yeah, and so that's what happened to me. That's when I heard this song, uh, not even like like about five years ago, I heard this Robert Wyatt song. I eventually made the connection that it was a Chic song. I thought it was his song. Right. And and it made me sort of reappreciate the album and them as an album band rather than a singles band. Right. And that's and that's and that that's the beauty of this sort of discovery with Chic or rediscovery, right? know there's a bond between uh you know usually it's a tighter bond between the bass player and the drum player and i'm not saying that that you know bernard edwards and tony thompson didn't have a really strong bond they did but it's really more of a bond between the guitar and the bass at least when i listen to them i hear more of a play between them that makes it really interesting it's just, you got this kind of tap down bass that's just kind of if that tap down would be taken, it would probably be flapping all over the place. It's, you know, it would be popping all over the place. But it, because it's tap down, it has kind of a, kind of a little bit of an understated. Uh, it's got uh, this. This doesn't make any sense, maybe, but it's like kind of understated thump to it. It's like it, you can feel it, but it's not trying to overpower the song. It's sitting in, in the pocket, but it's peeking its head out, smiling and winking at you a little bit from time to time. And I always thought like that with his guitar playing is the same thing. It's like he doesn't, there's moments when he's doing the ch 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 you know, chuck a chank, chuck a chank, chuck a chank, and throwing. Yeah. And other times where he's laying back in the pocket, then poking his head out. And it's the, the interplay between the two of them and that kind of symbiotic relationship to me is like, like it's easy to get caught up in the rhythms and the vocals of the songs, but the, the, but the melodies and the way that they support they kind of lift it up with how they're playing with their playing and how their song structure is something that I've appreciated more and more uh, 
through the years because initially yeah it's all about the vocals you know I freak out you know good time you know things that are vocal the vocal aspects are usually fairly in your face because they had some badass singers uh, yeah in the band yeah Luther Vandross sang back up on some of their stuff yeah um, it's a it, you made a good you used a really good word to describe them that thump it's almost like an understated thump that 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 kind of was the foundation to build this beautiful melodic structure on top of it you know and that's that's chic man that's why they're so good that's why they're so good that's why we can appreciate it again now right right I found out, I think it was some interview with Nile Rodgers, he said, they're like saying, well, how'd the band come about? And they're kind of like, well, we saw like, we both went to see Roxy Music and they just had this kind of presence in the way that they just made you kind of jump into their music. And then they were talking a little bit about Kiss and how they were very theatric and theme oriented. And they were like, well, we wanted to have kind of the elements of Roxy Music and Kiss kind of come together with this kind of soul and disco aspect. And I was like, I was like trying to, it's like someone giving you a recipe for something and saying, yeah, you put like a, a pound of peanut butter in it, then you put like some uh, orange juice and then you throw in, you know, you throw in some uh, goat's milk and you're just like, oh, wait, what? how do these things even going to make anything that's a dessert? And I think that that's like when you, when I heard that story about them being influenced or that was an inspiration like Roxy Music and Kiss at first it's like I don't I don't understand that but when you see how the the range of their music and how they are not trying to kind of be they've developed their own sound but something that is fairly unique to it, you know it could have been something that maybe never like if they would have stayed with certain kind of kind of song they probably would have been a little bit more popular but I think that what makes them a very a much more interesting band than a lot of the bands at that time is that that they just could they had just the range of type of songs that they could play yeah you could hear it as you as it as they moved along making records so they went from the first record dance 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 i think that was the name of it to yeah. say say chic say what's the say chic and then they moved into um risque risque and even other other records it's like they Toward, like kind of as it, the deeper they got in so the third record Risque is great too mm -hmm. and then they got a little bit into kind of like there's still they have songs on the albums but the albums aren't as great cohesively as the first three so they definitely suffered from that but even throughout that they kept kind of change, slightly changing their, their style and personality a little bit to accommodate like whatever was going on at the time, like using more synths or, you know, well, but all, but in the stuff, but, that, but I think they maintained their style really through producing like sister sledge. 
Well, that... and and uh, Diana Ross and stuff. So that's where you see the real like kind of genius of them is that they were able to like kind of but, uh, inject that into right. other people, right? And that could have been something that hurt them too. Like those, like mm-hmm. they they kind of became like, for lack of a better way of putting it, like they kind of like Booker T and the MGs. They were like mm-hmm. they're like they're their band, but they were being lent out to do a bunch of stuff for stacks, and you know they just kind of over time didn't really. I think they lend themselves out maybe a little too much just because they were, that takes a lot of, I mean, I can't imagine the Diane Ross album took that the one Diane was, I mean, that, that, that was something at the time I didn't know they played on. But when I listened to it uh, later, when I listened to it later, I could hear their fingerprints all over it. It's unmistakable. What's the name of that? What's the name of that Diana Ross record? Is it the boss? No, Diana. Diana. That's it. Yeah. 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 Dude, don't act like you didn't have that poster in your room. Uh, I didn't, but I really, I, I found her to be very attractive and I always, always loved Diana Ross, but yeah, but imagine working with her, like the, the level of intensity that that might've like, that they had to endure, you well, know, to, with, to make that. Yeah. I mean, like they worked with her and then Madonna and then like, uh, you know, the David Bowie album, of course, that was more Nile yeah. Rodgers, but you know, that, you know, that's. That's something that I think that it's hard to be your own band when you're trying to, you're, you know, kind of letting yourself out to make, to get, make other people stars. I think I read this one article. No, it's not an article. It was on this Let's Dance um, reissue where he was talking, now Roger's talking about he was really upset that Say Chic, he thought Say Chic was going to kind of take over the world, that album, and it didn't get the accolades, even though it sold like platinum. He was disappointed and when David Bowie asked him to help create a new record, he kind of had to kind of swallow it and go there and kind of figure out what David Bowie wanted. And, you know, it's kind of ironic that the album that he did for Bowie is probably the type of response that was hoping to say she got and it didn't. But, um, you know, that's hard to do. Like you're letting yourself out. You're taking, you're also taking something away from your core project. I believe, you know, that's, like you can't have how many masters can you have? Yeah, I mean the thing the thing is, uh, to, well, Sheik, where they they their problem was a universal problem that happens to bands. They kind of got popular. They made some they made some some hit you know some hit record some hit singles and had some some big selling albums. Then they, like you said, they lent, he lent himself out or they lent themselves out to other artists to produce their records. And then, and then there was blowback and then it was the end of the disco era because whether he, you know, whether they want to admit it or not, their sound became, you know, joined, symbionically joined with disco. So when disco was dying, so were they, you know, and, um, it's, it's a typical story. The blowback killed basically kill them and sent them kind of spiraling into less uh to you know diminishing you know diminishing record sales and right but his inf- but their influence on other styles years later including you know uh d- just dance music as a whole uh post-punk punk uh new wave rap you know their sound was to would become one of the like the main bedrocks of the music of the 80s right like they they 
so their 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 influence is in some ways bigger than their success, right? And that's that's another t- crucial thing in the in in uh, the auto reverse podcast is that we really that kind of transformation that we that we notice when enjoying what some might call common records. That's what we're looking for, and that and she totally one hundred percent achieved that. For do- no doubt, and I think that, and I think that you know having that kind of influence. You know, the bad side about that is that and a nickel will get you a cup of coffee. It's yeah, like... yeah, I know. <laughs> in te- in te- integrity. I can, I can, uh, but... I got lots of it. It's in my basement <laughs> with a blue tarp over it. I know, I know. It's, <laughs> but I think that with them, like, I, you know, the having their the records stand out more against that. Like, when, like when you pitch. When you say that they're part of the disco, like I never really even thought they were part of disco. Like I consider Slister Sledge a part of disco, but for whatever reason, I never really thought. And it may be because it was, I really, thought, really, you know, I, well, I, to me they were. They, to me they were either. I mean, as a, a young and and you know not as knowledgeable. Well, music fan, I definitely tied them I to thought, disco. Definitely. Well, I'm no I'm, shit eight years old, nine years old, I'm sure that's what I called it. But I think that even then, it sounded something a little bit more divorced from that, just simply because it did, like, I think a lot of disco stuff, like, overplay their hand with the, the pop of the bass, with the booms, and it goes over top. And that's what makes it so enjoyable, because it is, like, disco in many ways is a little over the top. But they, yeah. but I never, th- like, with their album, especially, like, songs like, um, you know, like I, I keep going, like their instrumental songs or something like I was like, wow, that's show, that's something um, that's a little far removed from what I would call, you know, like even like open up and you know, like those, like those kind of instrumental songs are just like, like I put them as a distance between that and like he's the greatest dancer. Even he's the greatest dancer is like a little more that they worked on. It's like even a little less disco that I would normally call disco. Good Times is probably the more disco-ish. Yeah, they were they were they were sophisticated. Chic was sophisticated. Their yeah. name. Yeah, they had a they were disco. Their name dis- is it just basically says we're sophisticated. That is like their name is We are Fedora. The, who they are. We are Fedora Disco. We are wearing what? Fedora Disco. Fedora disco, like they're wearing like a nice sophisticated double, du- yeah, double-breasted suit jacket, flowing cream-colored exactly. slacks. Exactly. I love off a of like round stage, the camera kind of yeah. doing a close-up on Nile Rodgers. It's yeah, I mean it's they're 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 great and and their records you know uh, are cheap in record stores. So for anybody that's saying oh I'm gonna go buy every LP, you can do it for you know. It's not that expensive. Well, I would also say you could do something even easier than that. You go and listen to the the, the playlist that Tony put together because our, that, she, our chic playlist. That's right. Because that takes a little. It it really gives you a good idea of the range and the the influence of the band, which is something that you know. I think I was reading up, and not that this is a barometer of anything important, but it's like they got nominated for the the rock and roll hall of fame and only now rogers got there for musicianship i think in a couple years ago 
but it's like they've just I don't know why they haven't got a little bit more uh, like a tip of the hat than say the Bee Gees or um, you know and it may be they, they, they get the big di disco discount perhaps it's that um, but yeah you're right it's like the influence on from anywhere from you know Duran Duran the Smiths to geez you just got punk you can just keep going down the line of bands that they had a either were instrumental in helping lift or or they were hugely uh, big you know they were a big influence for their music yeah they have, they have an influence chic has an influence like the way Kraftwerk has an influence but Kraftwerk gets more they're taken more seriously and it's more an intellectual thing and it's like get the hell out of here chic were great and uh, there's in a lot of what they did was profound profound like musically and they they wrote different kinds of songs and in and it was just it was such a unique thing and that's that's it if you could be unique you've kind of achieved so to me success so let me ask you this if they would have not done any more produce that done the producing and just would have he they would have taken all their energies during that time when they were for lack of a better way of putting it, hot, a hot commodity. Do you think that they would have had a little bit better long-term success? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think they. I think it was very. They were very much a '70s uh, manifestation. They, were, you know, they were hot. Um, he produced, and and then, and then if and then it faded away. I just feel like it was too too associated with disco i think that did not help their cause you know and that's why i think they didn't go on to be super successful for a 10 year 15 year period i think it was they were too associated with disco and that but they, that pretty much killed them but having such a wide understanding or or passion for lots of different kind of music you know there's part of me it feels like they could have tried to move with the trend and did something like they did within the discos like let's not do the typical disco song let's do something a little bit bigger with a little bit more nuance you go into 80s you know into 80s rock or whatever they could do, they could have done that same thing as well i i'm just saying yeah, just yeah, the you're, level you're, the level yeah, of that... the level of musicianship and but also interest in the type of music that they like to play um for both of them, they both seem to be really enamored of rock and soul and jazz and funk. And they could have, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I think they could have helped themselves more by trying to not to be chic of, say, chic and risque, but being a chic that went, that kind of went in a little bit in another direction and been as popular and wrote a hit song and did something that was, a, you know, as big as some of the things at the at the time tony thompson kind of did it for them their drummer he went and joined the power station with um robert uh, palmer. robert palmer and that and that was pretty successful in the 80s of two guys from duran duran and he kind of did it with with power station i think they made a couple records and had a couple hits yeah but you know power station has like a year two auto reverse ring to it Year two, yeah, it's, yeah. Like if we're gonna do a show about Power Station, you know we're scraping, uh, <laughs> looking for looking for the uh, the edges of the uh, yeah. But 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 I think I but the point I was trying to make is that he kind of did the thing that you just talked about. He took it from the chic 
level of success to the next level of success by incorporating himself more with like new wave, right? Current current eighties, like current early mid eighties uh, pop. Uh, that was kind of rock because it. That, I mean, Power Station was kind of a rock band. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, it. Like I said, their their influence is is such a valuable thing to me, and I kind of like like I don't even look into what what happened to them, uh, how they faded away, or you know how their success waned. I don't even because now like it's like so much fun to like go back and listen to all the stuff. Like when I made the playlist, it just it's fun. It's just fun, and it feels good, you know. It is. It's one of the easiest. Um... It's it's very accessible. It's easy on the it's easy on the ears. It makes you move. It makes you makes you smile. And it's exactly. And it's not. You know, I would say it gives you. There's a lot of things to listen to when you listen to Chic. It doesn't seem like it when you hear it at a time. But from someone who's been, you know, listen to the, your playlist and some of the other stuff that I've had around for Chic, it's like there's there's a there's a lot of nice things that they're doing in their songs other than the obvious things that are kind of it's a nice treat to kind of kind of dive into it's like oh did you see that kind of counter rhythm that they're doing there because it's you know that's what I really like about both the bass and the guitar playing is like they're kind of counter punchers in there not like they're not doing haymakers but they do these like nice little runs and they don't they kind of sit in their own sit in their own pocket and really kind of bring out the songs but not overtake the songs you can tell it's chic but they're telling you a different story, not the same story with different characters. And I think that's, you know, what your playlist, what you put together is something that I think it, it will give people a nice appreciation of them and maybe even want them to take a little deeper dig into them as well. Yeah, and it's, it's all, it all depends on how motivated you are. That's all that this is about. If you're going to come to this or be, you know, yeah. be or re-remind re yourself or re, re you know, uh, Right. You know, just so, you have to be you have to be motivated. I and that and that's all that's that's what listening to music's about, right? Right. Being motivated, right. listening and, and uh, learning, enjoying and then, right. and then and then maintaining or keeping the memory. Well, Tony and I do a series of series of stretches before we come on the air because you have to be nice and limber for when you start taking on these bands cuz you know, the audioverse experience is really about taking, opening up your mind and taking a new look at some of these bands that maybe you gave a short shrift to some years ago or today. Well, well, I'm glad that you made the we have to limber up before we have this official conversation <laughs> on tape because in my visual of us warming up, it, we, it would look like a black and white, like Jack Lane kind of yeah, big, uh, big exercise. Yeah, Big Tanny, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, just some real, like, just some knee bends and just, it just, just getting your back nice and cracked, you know, because yeah, we're old, we're old, so we're very the, old, and the music, and we're old. The music is old, so we we yeah. have to also warm up in right. an old way, right? And like, I basically just swept the floor. That was that was my way of lifting <laughs> up. Dude, I'm 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 calling you from my car, which is a 2007. In, uh, 2007 Impreza station wagon, Subaru Impreza station wagon. I'm using it as my studio because it's the only place that's quiet. It's so quiet here that any anyone could hear me talk for two miles away. So I have to get inside the car to create a sort of like recording booth um, well, effects. What, I hope I hope this sounds good. No, you, back. you sound good. <laughs> so what I had to do, I told my kid, I got to use your room 
to do the recordings and she said well what do i get i'm like you can, yeah i was like well you you could either not have an ipad anymore or you can have an ipad so which one do you want she's like okay i do it she walked out of the room so but yeah you have it's hard to find uh peace and quiet for the uh over 50 crowd uh yeah yeah, yeah. for sure well uh this was this was great is yep. there, you know I, everyone go buy chic records and you know enjoy them and if you're too cheap for that just listen to our playlist over and over which we have the playlist listed in the in the show notes and on the site so uh just take a gander at that let us know give us any feedback we'd love to hear how bad or good we're doing so until next time until the next time peace